The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards, we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Welcome to Movies You Should See. This week we are talking about swimming with sharks. I'm Alison Downing. I'm Craig Bevan. I'm Justin Oakfield. I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Richard Smith. I'm my fifth beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> so this week, yep, we again we are officially sponsored by Peerflix.com. That's P W E R F I of all P L. Get your coat, Craig. P W E R. F-L-I-X. You know, we don't have to spell it. We don't have to spell it. Some people might put CK. Then they'll be wrong. Okay, and, that's flicks with an X. That's fine. <laughs> X marks the spot. Some people put Google with three O's. Google! <laughs> <laughs> they actually own that. They own all the different Google and Google. Do they do it Google. with like a, a thousand, a million no, O's? No, no. Because that's what Google is. No. A million O's. Yeah, you'd have to stop at ten. And then, like, you know, what does it get out of hand? Shut up. Shut swimming up. with sharks. Let's try it. Sharks. Let's see how far swimming, we can go. Swimming with, with sharks. Yes. Swimming with sharks. Swimming, swimming with sharks. Swimming with, sharks. with Kevin Spacey in. We've been wanting to do this film for a long time. It has been yeah. on the list for a while, hasn't it? It has It's indeed. been at, at least six months. At least. first suggested doing this film. At least. I'm pleased we've been doing this long enough to have suggested something six months ago. Yeah. Oh. oh. Coming up to the year. I say we have cake, whatever happens. (laughs) Or death. Cake, Cake, please. (laughs) Right. Swimming with Sharks, which stars Kevin Spacey, Frank Whaley, and uh, Benicio del Toro. Is it Frank Wally? Frank Wally. Who gives a shit? Surely he's the kid who Tarantino made get shot. In Pulp Fiction. Yeah, God, that was justice. He's Archie Graham in Field of Dreams. 
Easy. Archie Graham, the kid who they pick up at the side of the road, but he's actually... Um, oh, God, I tried to forget that film. It's a Kevin Costner film. It's a brilliant yeah. film. It's a fucking awful come. film. It's one of the ones that make me cry. We have when, his at Mac. At the end, when he plays... Uh, cry with joy when the end credits roll. When, when he plays uh, Catch with Matt Dillon. Arguably, Kevin Spacey's career performance this No, film. that was... Yes. Arguably. Arguably, yes. Arguably, I'd, I'd say it is. I mean, a lot of people would definitely say American I, I yeah. yeah. But that's the best. You throw see, American I, Beauty in the mix, you throw LA Confidential in the mix. Now, but, you know, here's the problem. Also, because use your suspects. Use your suspects. Right. So Seven. You're dealing with someone who's awesome. He's yeah. just fucking awesome. How can you yeah, speak highly enough yeah, of so Kevin Spacey? And so to differentiate between how good he was in one role and another. Kevin Spacey is like, nigh on impossible like Alan in Rickman, case. anything he touches basically turns He's just gold. Brilliant. Yeah. Frame-wise. Not entirely true. Not entirely true. No, hang on. But what did he touch that didn't? Um, you, there was. You tell me. Did there was one you? with that fucking kid from the Sixth Sense. Um, Haley Joel. Joel Dick uh, which was one. fucking what was shit. Haley Joel Osment. What is it? Uh, what was it called? Hang on. Okay. Going, well, we've got to it talk about something while they fondle each other by the computer. Um, so, so, so you think it's his really fine yeah. role? Then? I, possibly, I think it's, it's certainly. There's just something about the character that's just, I was going to say deliciously naughty and then realise how gay it would make me sound so yeah, I'm going to retract very. This Everyone loves to watch a bastard. Yeah. And yes. he is an absolute bastard. He really is. With a twist. Mm. Oh, I'm mad. Mm. Let's go over the plot for this film because this is one that we should go over the plot for yeah. because this yes. isn't necessarily one that everyone will have seen prior to uh, this show. Yeah. Kevin Spacey is a Hollywood producer who, um, well, not a, not an on-set producer, he's though. A, he's an executive, executive producer. Yeah, yeah. So sort of like the, yeah, the green lighting uh, productions and et cetera, et cetera, finding decent scripts and basically making everyone's life a living hell. Mm. And he gets a new assistant. Uh, his, apprentice, if you would. Well, uh, yeah, apprentice. Uh, his previous one was Benicio Del Toro's character, who has about two scenes in the whole film and isn't really worth mentioning that he's in it. <laughs> Called well, Rex. Yeah. Um, Rex is about to... It's Rex good is- to know that he got another job yeah. after Robert Darby was killed by James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Rex has been with him um, a year... Rex has been with Kevin Spacey's character a year and he's now off to Universal for a really good job. Yeah. And the new apprentice is coming in and basically he's just got to give Kevin Spacey about 12 months and when he comes out the other end he will be the puff pastry hangman. Yeah, basically anyone who works for him for a prolonged period of time has their career set. Um, if you can stand to work for him for a long period of time, and the whole the whole film basically takes us from um, well, we start at the end. Actually, the first scene is the very end of the film, and then we flash back to a year earlier. Um, and it's quite interesting, actually. Sorry, just in terms of structure, it goes back. It's year, year one, one, day one, day one, month one. one. Yeah, year one. It's, was it yeah. week one? Week month, one, month one. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Bit different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we follow his trials and tribulations over that year. He falls in love with some. This um, is the Apprentice, sorry, not the basic. Yeah. yeah. Um, he falls in love with a, a writer, a screenwriter, who's trying to get her script made. Played by Michelle Forbes, who plays as usual a kind of callous bitchy. She's Ensign Rowe in everything. Yeah, she is variants upon that character. Really, you never see her she playing well. Uh, she, does she does it well. Wrong. She does it very well. She does it very well. But you never see Michelle Forbes playing a nice woman. Really. Not really. No. You know, she's always a playing. She's not a, a romantic lead type person. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I think career high for that. No, apart from 24, she was kind of nice. And- she was. She was still in that kind she of, was kind of executive, yeah. executive have you got, role. Have you got season two of that on DVD? Because I haven't seen it at all. Yeah, I have, yeah. I haven't seen season two. Yeah, I know. You watched the last two episodes, didn't you? You didn't mm. want to see the rest of it, yeah. I was cynical in those days. How little I knew. Yeah, how little you did know. I was just watching the end one. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. so it was like a book. My argument was that I only wanted to know how the story went. So if I watched the last one, then I didn't need to spend 23 hours oh, watching the How wrong you were. Yeah. Exactly. I'll lend it to you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, basically, it goes through this year. It was, um, Incidentally, my granddad always used to read the last couple of pages of a book before he would actually say, yeah, this is a book I want to read. Blimey. Yeah, that's just really? to see if they wanted to commit to reading 400 pages and then just to find out that the hero dies of syphilis <laughs> at the end. <laughs> to avoid time wasted. Mm. Let's get back to I, the point. I could have avoided reading Mill on the Floss and a lot of other crap books if I'd done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I could have avoided a lot of bad films like um, AI, for instance. But then I would have still been there for four you would days also, watching the end. You would have also ruined a lot of good films as well by doing that. I hate True. it when we talk about books because I can only ever think of three I've actually read. <laughs> Two of them were picture books. I was going to say, <laughs> the guarantee saying this book is both waterproof and chewable. <laughs> <laughs> they crinkly noises. The old had lift up flaps. <laughs> yeah. Where's Wally? doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I tell you what they are? Waldo, Waldo, sorry. If I tell you what they are, it's actually not much better than what you're making fun of me of. The yellow right. pages in the dictionary. Jurassic Park, <laughs> The Green Mile, and Hannibal. Ah, oh, that's a lie, because I know you've read the Back to the Future book. Oh, yes, of course, four oh, books. That's okay. fantastic. How <laughs> <laughs> films? 29 they're, they're years, only films. four Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> Never read a book about films. Okay, this film... Oh, well. Does reek of? I was going to say reeks of low budget. Doesn't really reek of low but moderate budget. Yeah. Only yeah. because I think that there's not a lot necessary to the plot. Well, it's no. a very, it's a very simply. It, it takes place in story, five or six right? rooms. Yeah, really, very simply shot, and that's all that's necessary. Yeah, it no. was made sort of prior to because um, Kevin Spacey really took off massive in '95 when he had the double bill of Usual Suspects yeah. and Seven. Yeah, yeah, coming out at the same time. Um, oh my god, he was awesome in Seven. I've forgotten about that. And this sort of like came out. Just slightly after that, I think, um, probably made around about the same time. So it was still in his kind of, you know, before he was the American beauty star and yeah. all of that and before he became a massive name. I think the date on the name. back of the DVD is 94. Is it? Yeah. It's 94. On, on is it 94? Just before, DVD in 2002, so. Mm, I remember. Have you got it on Swimming with Sharks on DVD? We have it on yes. DVD. Oh my God, I'm still mm. watching it on those on that what's that thing called VHS VHS yeah, yeah I've still got I my busted those. my busted VHS copy which has got the receipt 97 you've got a video of busted in concert and no oh. <laughs> busted 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 it's got McFly as well has he yeah busted um, I once heard busted on Radio 1 explaining that they never had actually been to the year 3000 <laughs> really and I think it said a lot about their fans that they needed to do that <laughs> Thunderbirds ago yeah Kevin Spacey's really good in this. Um, <laughs> the movie's I've kind of about the, the the deals and the shady things that go on in order to get <laughs> just a the backstabbing, the shit that you have yeah. to go through in that type of role, really, isn't it? It mm. makes you not want to work in the movie industry as well. Yeah. It makes yeah. you really not want to. And to a certain extent, this is quite interesting because we've had to deal with 
elements of, elements of yeah. this bullshit in our line of work, which is not to say that we've experienced anything as extreme as in this film. No, but, but this is unusual, though, yeah. in terms of it's not it's it's not a movie about the cast and crew trying to get shit done. It's no. the paper pushes, which is something yeah. that's it's you know very rarely you never see it, no. because it's not that interesting normally. Mm. It's not limelight, is it? It's no, not at all. These are the people behind the desk. hurts because it isn't limelight. Yeah. We've met them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hurt. Mm. They also make a lot more money than we do. They do. And that makes me hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big circle of hurt. It is. <laughs> we hurt at them, they hurt at us, and the films just get churned out. I don't know. Here we are struggling in the British film industry, which pretty much consists of us. <laughs> let's face and it there'd be no more and, and Danny Boyle and not that, that's it the, the industry would be wiped out were a bomb to go off in this room tonight it's <laughs> <laughs> the most arrogant thing no, <laughs> I don't, don't get the wrong idea that's not saying a lot about us it's saying very little about the British film <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not saying that we're that good no I'm it's, saying it, that it's that bad here. yeah it is a fucking awful country for film um, but Okay, so, so we have our moments. We have the back scene, uh, yeah, the back side, the, back side. the back side. In fact, yeah, the yeah. back side of Hollywood, basically, where all the shit comes out, and this <laughs> is where this is where our scene is set. And yet, it's not. It doesn't do like the whole spoof thing where people are pitching really crap film ideas or stuff mm, like yeah. that, or you know they're commissioning films before they have a script or something like that, so they can make merchandise. That doesn't really get seen. Does that it? doesn't get seen no. either. It's all about the abuse, mm. really. And this it's is all what, about taking shit, taking shit to get somewhere. As and far watching as you- other people take credit for your work and your effort and your passion. Mm. Yeah. That, which is what the game is all about and then you do that for so long and then eventually you become that person and it's, like, your, like turn it's your turn to dish out the shit Michael Gambon's speech in Layer Cake yeah, he's very exactly. apt in this no I mean Kevin Spacey says you know at the, uh, towards the end of this film when the main character's bitching saying oh I spent a whole year taking you and before he finishes the sentence Kevin Spacey's just saying well I spent ten yeah and it's just bang ah now I see the other part of the structure of the film, which is quite interesting, and I thought I was going to give something away earlier, but you're not really giving anything away, is that um, we go from the end of it. Doesn't it's not just that we start at the end. We also go back a little bit earlier, and then it, it flashes back throughout the year. Mm. And the course, the other plot which runs through it is what's happening, which leads up to the conclusion of the film, is um, Frank Wally. Frank Wally, Wally's character, yeah. whoever the fuck, the other guy. Let's go with he, Wally. Wally, okay. Frank Wally kidnaps, uh, not kidnaps. Yeah, um, has Kevin Spacey tied to a chair? Has Kevin Spacey tied to a chair? And throughout the course of the film, lost the plot by this point. Takes his revenge upon him over the course of the evening, and we see as this happens, we see flashbacks of his earlier um, the abuse that he's been put through in the office. None of it's ever been well. Some of it was physical, but none of it's ever been physical. It's always been it's fucking mental. Though. Well. It's really if horrible. If you were on the receiving end of it, it would have been horrible. If, if you were the person dishing you. it out, it would have been fucking amazing. Mm. It's just. Uh, yeah. it, it sorry that sounds really dark of me but you know what I mean if you had that much power to abuse yeah. that would have been hilarious you'd be going home telling people well, what you did to the young kid that week mm-hmm. you, you see yeah. Kevin Spacey smile as well after he's delivered these killer abusive lines and, and guys left the room he seemed smile to himself like mm-hmm. god that was fucking fun 
Yeah. The horrible find is what I find horrible is when he um he does these he does this horrible he gives dishes out some horrible abuse. <coughs> or, but no, no, prior to that, and he'll actually take on something that he said, guy guy's the main character. Yeah. Um, and he's like, This is really good work or something, you know, and he'll actually take it on board and he'll you know, and he'll actually think that he's done a good job and then out of nowhere he'll say something else and he'll snap and he'll just go into a completely doesn't, different doesn't he string him along a lot in this as well? Not so much stringing him along. You meant to think that he's sort of stringing him along because he sort of he tells him that the like the the big boss knows who he Cyrus. is. Cyrus. Cyrus. Well, he, like he lies on the phone. He like, yeah, pretends he he's on the phone. Pretends he's on the phone to yeah. him and everything he's else. He's not giving him for the, the the push up the ladder that he I, thinks he's getting. I think in some respects that you know what you're saying about um, Kevin Spacey smiling mm. and stuff like after he's given the abuse. I think part of it is him the character thinking that was fun, and the other heart part actually thinking I am grooming him. That's what I got. I think part like of it is that pride he's, kind of doing almost. he's doing it to make him better at his job because as we find out at the end, he had it done to him. Mm. And so what he's yeah. doing is he's doing... It's he's like the drill sergeant with yeah. um, exactly. private pile. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And I did feel it did parallel a great deal with Full Metal Jacket in that sense. It's, mm. It is like a boot camp in effect, isn't it really? Yeah. For what? But a mental boot camp. Mm. And, and similar to parts of Boiler Room, actually in the fact that he does string him along because, in effect, what he's doing, when he makes him think that he's going to get the credit for setting this film up, what he's doing is, when he when he takes it away from him, is effectively saying, you know, it's not that you're not going to have your chance, but you'd still have to do your time. Mm. You're staying here for now. And, and all while he's doing you stay is giving here, the insight yeah, and saying, everything you do, you, you do for with. me. It belongs to me because mm. you're working for me. Mm. It's what you have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be in that game, that's what you've got to deal with. Yeah. Learning yeah. that the hard way. And it made some interesting insights into what, like, I love his little speech about the whole MTV generation. You want it now. You want it fast. Um, you're not willing to put the whole, you know, the effort in. And to a certain degree, that, I think that's true. that is very yeah. true. Everyone kind of wants to just, you know, have the quick fix, the whole get rich, die trying kind mm. of thing. You know, you know. It's, the percentage of people that that happens to is it's yeah. so minimum you know, for every yeah. Quentin Tarantino there are a thousand other filmmakers who have to climb up the corporate bullshit yeah. ladder but all of us as human beings have had that internal conversation with ourselves that said by the time I'm such an age yeah. I don't want to be earning this much yeah yeah, yeah. And I don't think any of us are anywhere near that figure. It's, it's the realisation that you have to put the bloody graft in. Uh, yeah. yeah. To get anywhere in this world. It's scary as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his main lesson. But that never but seemed to be a so thing... harshly taught. Mm. But that never seemed to be something that people had to learn or never... Um, I don't know. No, it, it was just expected. It was just you expected. Just knew you, you were going to have to work. You were going to have to work bloody hard to get where you wanted to go in life. Whereas this, the current last couple of generations of been more of a case of well I want it given to me on a plate mm, yeah. I want it microwaves you know it's like yeah. it's, you want I have it. to what I have to wait what? work <laughs> no wankers mm. so that's kind of like yeah the moral of this story and to a certain extent is like learning to work hard mm. he also um, let's talk about oh, I was going to say by the very end though with that I mean, for, for character arc-wise, Guy has become the thing he hates. Yeah, as well, definitely. Because you you see him in the office regurgitating stuff that was said to him at the beginning of the film. Yeah, it's full circle. It yeah. is a full circle. So maybe his anger is in fact jealousy, and maybe he doesn't hate Kevin Spacey for what he's done to him. He just hates him because he wants to be him so much, and he isn't. Ah. Very possible. 
There you go. It's another angle. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I do think, is it Frank, we're going with Wally, aren't we? Frank yeah. Wally is the weak link in this film. I, I'd say there's a reason we don't see a lot of him. I mean, okay, we uh, you, you set up that he is, you know, white, middle class, kind of, that kind of kid. Mm. Um, but, but acting wise. I think, I think it's also a lot to do with how fucking good Kevin Spacey is as well. Yeah, okay. I'll, I don't know. Contrast. I think he's, gonna, I he's, gonna, he's a really weak up. character. Yeah, I think he didn't yeah. stand up for himself at Costner. And was yes. just so mm. much a doormat. It's just, it gets to the point that when Samuel L. Jackson shoots him in Pulp Fiction, I am going, yes! Because of that kid himself. You know, I do think he's, he's the weak link. And, and it's the same role. He, he yeah. just get the feeling looking. that he wouldn't, you know, that kid wouldn't have gotten that job. At all. Mm. They'd be much sharper and much quicker and on the ball. It's actually, yeah, it is actually one of the only points of, <laughs> hang on, does this entirely make sense, is the fact that he is so wet. Yeah. That what did he really do wrong, though? But how did he get that what position in the film? That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the only thing that make, doesn't make entire sense, is like how did he get to that position in but the first place? How is he it said in that film? Because to get, huh? He must have graduated pretty highly from film school. He was straight out of film school, wasn't he? Yeah. If he was like top of his class, he would have been like first picked, who, whatever but his personality here's was. Here's the thing though, the the thing though he every- was being a PA. He yeah. wasn't being a filmmaker. But with the pure intent of getting a, a foot up... Yeah, but and, it doesn't and, and mean Buddy he... was there to turn him in from whatever he was into what he needed to be. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. but I don't know. He he wasn't he wasn't trained for what he was doing. And I, no, he was a writer. That was his passion. His passion exactly. was writing. I, and I think, think that's why he gets behind his colleagues' projects so much because mm. it's it's about writing. He just wants to be in the movie industry, yeah. however the fuck yeah. that is. He loves movies, and that really comes across. He he, um, he references films a couple of times yeah. and, and ju- what they mean to him. I just think he needed a few. Th- the character needed a few things explaining for him that were fucking obvious. If your job is being a PA. Mm. You know, the whole thing about it's not your job to think. Your job is just to do what I need. Of course, that's your fucking job. You're a PA. And if you need that explaining to you, why are you there doing the job? Some PAs are you allowed know. to think and they have to. I know, but generally you would... Good PAs. Specifically in that specifically in that industry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, you'll have... You've got things like The Apprentice with Alan Sugar where they're in business and he expects his PAs to be able to put together a business and run it and do that sort of thing. It's a different thing. Mm. They he, he wants somebody to get his cup of coffee yeah, and get me sweet and low and not, what was it? Equal. 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 And that's it. You, your job is to do exactly what I tell you to do. Mm. And if you don't do that, then you're useless to me. Just yeah. to pick um, up on the um, classic scene there as well, the whole sweet and low equal thing. <laughs> one of the funniest of his abusive tangents, which is where he's, uh, Frank Wally has been asked to go get him a cup of coffee and a couple of sweetened loaves. And then he comes back with equal. And it's just a sweetener. It's the same sweetener. It's exactly the same. It's just a different brand. And uh, Kevin Spacey picks up on him and says, no, this isn't what I asked for. I asked for sweetened low. And gives him, that's the first abuse he gets, isn't it? Yeah. And that's first. the thing he's repeating when we see him as the executive in his office at the end. He's, yeah. he's giving mm. someone the 8.30 isn't the same as 8 o'clock. Yeah. Mm. 
which is really good. But again, the whole thing when Benicio has to explain to him, you know, yeah, tomorrow you'll he'll ask for equal. Yeah, you know, you and he's like, what do I do? And the answers carry one of each, and you think, nah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's fucking packet of sugar. It's not going to weigh your pockets down much, is it, really? But then there's other things, like yeah. later on when there was an abusive article and he tells him to go out and burn every copy of it mm. and all of that stuff. And his tasks do become more and more ridiculous and it starts impeding on his personal life. Mm. Um, and then you have the other angle with, is it Gail? Um, Michelle Forbes' so. character, I think it's Gail. She's a... Uh, she has a history with Buddy as well, um, Kevin Spacey's character. And that whole angle, I, yeah, I found her a bit trite as well. I didn't think, I think this it's film the is. the character that Michelle Forbes plays. Yeah. Generally in whatever I just she's found in. Her, I found her and Frank <clears throat> Wally's character really unlikely. I found their yeah. relationship. Yeah, I agree. She's yeah. a lot older. She's a lot older. She's a stern, career driven which how, is, how is that why first sort of tells That's, you what it's going to be like he's got a sunshiny attitude it's his first day he's smiling and she's like a piece of advice drop the smile you look like a fucking douche yeah and i think that's like it's it's movie couples it's not real couples i don't think that sort of thing happens but straight away you, you can see life, that she's an absolute stone-hearted cold bitch yeah and, and how he would I find think her attractive. Tricked about uh, in the film, in in the course of the year that he spends in Buddy's office, I think we get kind of tricked about her. Well, like, what's her motivation at the end of the day? To get a script, to get, exactly. to get a film done. I suppose. So maybe that's, that's why she's dipping. He's mm-hmm. dipping, letting her dip him. Got to give action. Her. Get action. Dip her. Yeah. Got to get out. Give action and get action. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. I'm quoting it. I wish I'd learned some of his uh, insults, actually. Well, you uh, mean less happy. to me I than my bath mat. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm going to be going in a kind of circular motion here, so if you listen to me, there will be a point. point. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was quite yeah. cool. You're happy. I hate, I hate that. that. <laughs> I wouldn't no, bother to cool. flush you if you were to it in my toilet bowl. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> It's like, oh, bless her. The, the poor woman who's going into the elevator and she's carrying that massive water <laughs> container and he's just like, get out of my way. And I was like, ow, ow, who do you work for? <laughs> and she has to move out the way just so he can have the lift all to himself. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. I think we're saying this film's all about Kevin Spacey, really, aren't It is, really. That's yeah. where I was going with it. Yeah. If you don't and like Kevin Spacey, fun. this is a terrible film to watch. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know... The writing, the the dialogue in this film yeah. is astounding. Dynamite. It is razor sharp. It's- it is. Those insults are just so crisp and nasty. And makes quite, even though it's not a spoof kind of, it makes a nice um, satire of the industry as itself. And just like the, yeah, like we were saying, all the crap and the bullshit that goes on behind mm. the scenes. To get the films to get all love made. Made, well. yeah. And everything, yeah. And that, that sort of, cutthroat attitude which you always hear about and then it's yeah like we say it's never been portrayed particularly in the films before and I've never seen another one that's portrayed that Mm. wholly within a film as a subject matter Um, Kevin Spacey's character as well is also very interesting on on the level but I don't want to spoil anything for you but because he is an absolute bastard he it's brilliant to see an actor who can create an absolute cunt of a character and then make you really like him by yeah. the end and mm. actually turn that sympathy 
around and towards this person who you hated at the start of the film mm. um, and realistically rather than just suddenly you know he's got a small child with cancer or something like that oh god we feel sorry for him it's actually it's over the course of the the flash forward sequence or the to see the present, which is what we're flashing back to, you realise that. Hang on a second, no, he's he's not the arsehole. It's that's the future. Yeah, it's it's guy who's the arsehole. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. It also contains one of the most amoral endings I've ever seen as well. <laughs> I won't go into much detail more than that, but it is very amoral, and it's not what you entirely expect. No. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. Right, should we have the Kevin Spacey <clears throat> argument over better performance then? Because well, I'm going with this. This is this is Kevin Spacey for me. This now, is his best performance. I, I put it to you. I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna say it's necessarily his best performance, but I think that in terms of range of things that he did within the performance, American Beauty is better. Because there is the shouting there. But then there's also this whole other range of emotion that you don't get in... I would shots. be inclined to agree. And that, that's not to say that he does any of it better than in Swimming with Sharks. There's just more of a range there. If, I think there's more of Kevin Spacey there as well. Hmm. That if was you wanted one film to it. show off as much as of his ability as possible, you'd go with American Beauty as opposed to Swimming with Sharks. In terms of in terms of what you've just said, I would agree. Um, <coughs> range wise, I and I love Lester Burnham as a character. Mm. I think mm. he's fucking wonderful. Yes. And American Beauty as a film, I absolutely adore. Um, there's just something about his performance in Swimming with Sharks that resonates with me just a little it's more, bit. It's more raw, I think. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I think there's a further. I mean, part of um, Lester Burnham was. The a, a numb feeling that he has, like the whole "what's the point in life?" and suburban, so it's, it's boring, suburban yeah. boredom. So, to a certain extent, everything is that low key performance. With that, it, you know, there isn't a massive range. And you know, I know what you mean in terms of range of things he had to do, but in terms of just sheer emotional depth, I didn't think there was that massive range in American Beauty. I don't think like because in this we have him literally. A, a really powerful man, broken, um, and then revealed everything about his character is revealed, and he, you know, he, you know, you get him into tears, and he's sobbing and telling his life story, and there's, I, I just think there's just a lot more emotion, a lot more power in the performance. It grabs me more um, in this in Swimming with Sharks. Can I just say I saw Kevin Spacey interviewed on the David Letterman show once, and he rode into the theatre on a goped. That's it. Do you know he's also the artistic director of the Bristol Old Vic at the moment? Now that's fucking what a prestigious position, especially for an American actor to hold. Yeah. Fuck me. My jaw dropped. I was chuffed a bit. I was so happy of all the people who have been to the Old Vic Mm. and have held that position. Oh my lord. He runs Trigger Street as well. He does run Trigger Street as well, which is that has some rather smashing videos on it if you search hard enough. No, there are some. There's some really good shit on there. I mean, it, yeah. there's a, someone like Kevin Spacey to set that up as well, mm. you know, was really great. I well, mean, Will Smith we, has his own talent agency. Whatever you may he, think of Will Smith, he set that up, you know, a long time ago to to sort of, you know, nurture up-and-coming talent. Kevin Spacey's more kind of a figurehead for Trigger Street than anything else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he has already signed. In the very beginning, he signed two lads 
Well, I remember when we once went in for that meeting in Nottingham mm. about funding for films and stuff, and they said, try and get Kevin Spacey's attention, mm. basically. Yeah. And we left thinking, okay, we'll just do that then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you got his phone number, Mike? No, I haven't either. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and years later, still no one has given us any money. <laughs> We'll have to get his number. Kevin! Kevin! Kevin, if you're listening. And then Costner turns. Like, I'm not you. No. I do come in. Waterworld. No, I don't want Waterworld to go away. We burnt that. <laughs> Should we wrap this? I don't know. I'm just thinking if I was given the chance to direct Waterworld 2, I might take him up on it. I'm not going to say no. It depends be a, on the payback. You wouldn't really say no. It'd be a laugh. Well, hang on, hang on. Well, continuing the argument, the... Um, Kevin Spacey's oh, final performance sorry. argument Mike's not done yet <laughs> eh? well no 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 it's you two I'm more interested in oh, right, you what's two. your opinion on that issue um, I, I'm going to I'm going to simply go along with Rich I believe that American Beauty is a much more rounded and a much more I don't know the strength of his character although you say he does a lot more in Swim With Sharks I think you identify with him so much more mm. in American Beauty so that that's to each thing. So Alison, um, this, this is important. As I was saying, I think that he was asked to give up more of himself in American Beauty. He was asked to be fallible. He was asked to be a bit of a fool, and he's certainly not in Swimming Sharks. Um, it, it made him human, and he, he portrayed it really, really well, and with a lot of himself. And that's why I, I prefer American Beauty. Because there's a, a real bit of Kevin. My, my team won, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Alison was going to throw seven into the mix and really oh, screw us all up. No, no, no. no. We, we haven't got time for that. No, we mm. haven't. That'd um, be crazy. Um, we've sort of just drifted down into this cool sort of jazz club. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Jazz club, cool. Nice. If you're listening to us on the train to work in the morning, you'll probably be knackered by that. <laughs> 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 but we might be great to fall asleep. This is what yeah, happens yeah. when Rich has how many beers? Six now. I said five. 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 Um, uh, Jason's wife will have a good night's kip tonight. Competition this week. Competition this week. As last week, we are sponsored by Peerflix.com. Check them out. With with an X. Peerflix (laughs) with an X. Oh, don't worry, Craig. People will find it. People find it. They keep finding the old movies you should see on podcast. No, I I spoke to them. I got them. I got them to take that off. Yes, it's gone now. It's finally gone. I I put a big forum entry up complaining, saying, "Why the hell doesn't anyone at this place respond to me when I send them nasty emails?" And that got their attention. And the guy should do that. Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Why the hell do you not acknowledge us? (laughs) Just every forum on the web. Kevin Spacey. Why do you not return my emails? (laughs) Why haven't you phoned me yet, Kevin? The competition. No, not. What can they win this? Cost the fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Right. This week. Well, let's deal with last week. Now, as you know, any long time listeners to the show know that we record three of these in one go. So technically, as we're saying this, it's still the same night in time for us as it was for last week's show. So we don't know who's won the competition yet. 
So I can't tell you the winner right now. So what we're going to do is we'll just say that the winner of last week's show was. Well, no, hang on. Yay! No, oh, no, yeah. sorry, no. God, you're a wanker. You, that you, could have flowed you, so well if you just you, let it you, go. You could have edited, Rich. Jumped off the mark too oh. soon. Jesus, false start. You could have just get on with it. Gone with it. Right. What we're going to do is every week we're going to intercut a little bit of audio in around this point you where didn't we have to explain. <clears throat> that. Hang on, we could I have do. just done it. I got more to explain. <laughs> I'm not face. done yet. Uh, so we're going to yeah. cut the audio into Hurry this up, part Dad, of the show bored. because we had the idea that each week the winner would be read by a different person who is not in this room right now. Yeah. A different actor. Mm. <laughs> oh, is that the way we're going with it? So uh, who will be reading this week's competition? I think Arnie should read it. The competition Let's start off with the familiar. Was to win Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on DVD. Arnie will be intro- <laughs> announcing the winner. Arnold Schwarzenegger will be announcing... So, without story. further ado... Yeah. So, you see now? No, right, okay. okay. All right, all right. Yeah. Without okay. further ado, the winner of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang competition is... Okay, so, at this point, obviously, Craig was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and he was going to tell you who the winner is. But he's, he's on a train, isn't he? He got on a train. He's going <laughs> to Sandbach right now. Fool. 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 <laughs> Fool. So what are we going to do then? Are you going to do an impression I'm of Arnie? I'm not doing an impression of Arnie. We're go just on, going to tell everybody who the winner is. Oh, go on. No. Just a bit. No? No. Okay. So who, who, who's a lucky person then? Who's a lucky winner? Jacqueline Betzold. Huge pause there. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I had to look at the screen. Uh, from Minneapolis in Minnesota. Excellent. So well done, Jacqueline Betzold. Well done. Now back to our really lackluster, oh, sarcastic. Well, yeah, that, that stuff that we do. Yeah. Yeah. But before we go, I think we, it's worth pointing out to people that we had very few entries to this. Ah. And if you were to join this competition kind of thing, um, you'll, the chances are that probably you're going to win, you know? So do it. So yeah, do it. It's worth it. Okay, back to the usual stuff. See ya. There's a really crap cheer coming up. Is there? Yeah, get ready for it. Are you ready? ready for it? Hey! Hey! So, well done. Well done to you. Well done. Thank you, and thank you, Arnie. Well done. It was hard to go there and register. It it wasn't really hard. That's what you have to do to win the competition. There's another one this week. This week, you can win Siriana on DVD. Oh, Oh, I I haven't seen it yet. I still haven't seen that. It's awesome. It's a fucking amazing film. Fucking amazing film. Fucking amazing film. That's what it would say on the poster on the bus stop. Siriana, fucking amazing film. <laughs> Movies Mike you should Dawson. see. Yeah, <laughs> yes, five star, five star. So yeah, so yeah. All you have to do is <laughs> register with five with cubits, five cubits. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to go with the hundred scale, so it's more like ninety-eight plus cubits. I give this one five processed cheeses. <laughs> No, zero processed cheese in Syriana. Zero. Zero. So go to peerflix.com slash movies you should see. That's so they know we've told you to go there. Very clever, isn't it? Yes. And register with them and they will help you swap any unwanted DVDs in your collection for new ones. Mm. Rather smashing idea. Especially since I noticed that as I approached the completion of my James Bond collection, they're re-releasing them all as double disc collector's editions. (laughs) That's why I've never bought the entire Bond collection. 
on DVD because it will never be the entire. That's why collection. you can never buy any complete collection. No. <laughs> oh, you have to buy the one box, that two hundred and fifty pound box set of all. Especially if Lucas or Joel Silver have got anything to do with it. Fuck Lucas! <laughs> I'm not giving him any more money <laughs> ever. Not unless he makes seven, eight, and nine, and they're good. Until the next time, mm-hmm. yeah. Till the next time. Uh, otherwise, Podcast Alley. Yes. Go to Podcast Alley. Go there. Please. Vote for us, please, because it means so much. A lot of you, just think, how you found us? Think back to the early days when we first met. Yeah. Mouth organ. How did you find us? Was it was it Podcast Alley? Okay. What I think. So, you know, help other people no, find good. us and go to Podcast Alley. Stop. You too. Sorry. Again, again, we're currently, I mean, this is last week now. We're currently sitting in 10th place. We got to 6th. We want 5th. Okay. I, I Ooh, want we first. Well, we want first, <laughs> but one step at a time. I think everybody, everyone who listens and likes us, go and vote. There. If you if yeah. you like us and haven't voted, you're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> there. I want like 1,200 votes next week. Magic. Smashing. And also, again, plug, you can get our old episodes in the store on Simply Syndicated slash store. <laughs> and average ordinary people which at this point thinking as it's two weeks into the future might actually be available not only on DVD but as a digital download for your video iPod ooh it's like say getting views on the forum there's some good stuff going on there there's always yep. some good stuff on there yep. we might start reading some of them out soon if we actually ever prep anything for the show yes. but I can't see that happening mm. um, there's lots of people that's a lie. There's about four people. There's a bit of a requiem for a dream thing going on there, guys. Mm. I don't know if you've seen it. I have. I know you certainly Definitely. have, Alison. Definitely, yeah. As I said on I'm the forum, a... I want to convince the, the rest of everybody to, to do Requiem for a Dream, but everyone's a bit scared because it means I'll actually have to watch it again. That's yes. the only thing that's putting me off. It should be seen. It's a glorious piece of cinema, but I don't want to watch it again. So thank you everyone who's contributed to that. It's a film that's very close to my heart. Yeah. And thank yeah. you again for sticking with us, listening to us. And uh, makes us smile. And the rest. And the rest. Smashing. So we'll be back next week. Goodbye, everyone. See you, see you then. then. Thank Bye. you. Ta-da. I did a television wink then. Like, why? <laughs> no one can see me. You did it to the wrong camera though, Trump. <laughs> camera two, camera two. 